we're going to do something a little bit differently this morning. Everybody pull out your Bible or the pew Bible that's in front of you and turn to Matthew 14, chapter 13. In your pew Bibles, you find it at page 692. So please open up your Bibles and turn to that piece. This is the story of the feeding of the 5,000 plus some. Could have been 10,000, could have been 15,000 because it's plus women and children. And there is something in this passage for each of us that we're going to glean off of this day. So everybody turn there. Matthew 14, verse, all right, I need somebody to please, all right, so the story begins that they notice that there's a need, right? There's a need and they've got hungry people, right? So first we have a need, okay? I need a volunteer, please, to read verse 15. Who would like to read verse 15? Lisa, would you read verse 15 for us, please? Thank you, Lisa. So, when a need's been identified, people are hungry, and the disciples offer a solution. So, the disciples offer I'm going to say ministry because I know where this is going. The disciples offer a ministry. Now, who would like to read verse 16? Ethan, do you want to read verse 16? Ethan, you read verse 16 for us. Thank you, Ethan. So what does Jesus say? You do it, right? So Jesus calls. Jesus calls them to action. Okay? I need somebody to read verses 17 and 18 together. Who would like to read that? Diana, read verses 17 and 18 for us. The disciples say, we don't have anything, or we have a little bit. The disciples see limitations. The disciples see limitations. But Jesus says, yeah, but you do have something. Jesus sees possibilities. The disciples see limitations, and Jesus sees possibilities. All right, y'all know what I'm trying to spell there. Possibilities. Jesus sees possibilities. Jesus takes what the disciples have and multiplies it to feed thousands. The disciples see limitations. Jesus sees possibilities. Jesus takes what they offer and multiplies it. Jesus takes what is offered and multiplies it and performs something that is beyond expectation, beyond human limitation, beyond what the disciples think is possible. Not only is the need met, you see there, there's 12 baskets that's left over. It's not just met, it's exceeded. The need is met and exceeded. There's two things I want us to notice in this path well all of this but there's two other things i want us to notice in this passage when jesus sees the crowd it says that he had compassion for them 
that Jesus had compassion. And it is that compassion that leads to the miracle. So we have compassion that leads to the miracle. Also notice something else. The disciples were not bystanders. The disciples were asked, what are you going to do? The disciples had an answer. Jesus challenges them. They do something. They have the crowd sit together. They pass out the baskets, and then they go and they receive more. The disciples participate in the miracle. That's important to note. Jesus performed a task in front of the disciples as an example for the disciples. All disciples, everywhere, for all time. When we see our limitations, we can hold fast to those or we can follow Jesus' call and see things beyond our wildest expectations. When we have compassion for those whom Jesus has compassion, we will see the power of God. I want us to take this pattern, this conversation between Jesus and the disciples, and I want to apply it to a particular ministry that operates through this church. We're going to take a look at Seven Loves East. Not everybody in the room knows the story of Seven Loves East. And even some of you here may not know the entire story, so I want to share with you the story of Seven Loves East. Seven Loves East is a monthly food pantry that operates here on this church property. When I came to this church in 2015, we had 11 active members, 11 active members, and Seven Loves East did not exist yet. One of the first things a pastor does, she starts to listen, and she listens to the congregation. And one thing that I was seeking was, what is this church's passion? Once you have the passion, then you find the need in the community to match them up. Out of 11 active members, it became abundantly clear to me, these people care when somebody doesn't have enough to eat. There's a need in our area, and it's hunger. We started doing visioning work together. What is the vision of the church going to be? What we came up with, it's in your bulletin, it's in your newsletter, it's on the church website. Community UMC builds relationships with those who need to know that someone cares that we need to know that someone cares. I said as a part of that vision when I presented it to the congregation, I'm not interested in this small church doing 10 ministries half-baked. I want to see us do two or three ministries exceedingly well. Right around that same time, so this is happening in parallel, I met James and Marilyn Rice. They're a couple that live on a farm just behind this church. This church is special to them. This is where Marilyn grew up. This is where she had vacation Bible school and Sunday school. And it's where James and Marilyn were married. They were married right here. They took me to lunch. I hadn't even been pastor here two months. They took me to lunch, and I know full well that I was being interviewed. No doubt about it. They wanted to check out the new chicken on the block that was now at the church that they loved so much. We ate at Pizza Getty. That conversation led to a full-blown conversation about bringing a food pantry to Copeville. It's something they had wanted for a very long time. I just met these people 
I'm in their truck and we're driving around Copeville looking for property. The initial vision of a food pantry was a new building. That is what we offered up as an idea, was to create a new building. It didn't take us long to realize, now wait a minute, the last thing Copeville needs is another abandoned building. The last thing Copeville needs, if this food pantry either doesn't take off or if it runs its cycle and it's no longer needed, we're going to be leaving an abandoned building somewhere in Copeville, and we didn't want to do that. We didn't want to do that. How many people did I say we had in membership at the time? Eleven. Eleven active members. And Jesus is saying, you got a building. You've got a building. But what am I seeing? I'm seeing what? 11 people, right? I'm seeing what? We were a small church. I saw limitations. We were a small church. So what do you do with that? What we did was what Jesus saw. Jesus didn't see 11 people. Jesus saw possibilities. Jesus saw potential. So we started working with partnerships. And these partnerships happened in two ways. The first thing, well, one of the first things that I did, I went and visited the other closet-style food pantries that are in our area. I visited different churches. I visited one over in Josephine, in, a, in the city hall there in Josephine, because I wanted two things. I wanted to make sure we weren't going to step on somebody else's toes. And I wanted to make sure, is this pantry already here and just not being advertised well enough that people know about it? Those conversations led to four churches and a food pantry in Josephine coming together in partnership to launch a larger one here in this space. There was a second thing that we were doing around partnerships. We needed to find out where this food was going to come from. We started visiting larger food pantries in the area, food banks, and we were looking for those partnerships. Where is this food going to come from? Well, James and Marilyn found seven loaves at St. Andrew United Methodist Church. Turns out they were wanting to have a partnership in eastern Collin County. And we were looking for a way to bring the food here. Those partnerships started to form and come together. And that's how Seven Loves East was born. It was through partnerships. Jesus takes what we have and multiplies it. Seven Loaves East, believe it or not, is going to have its third birthday in June. It's been a little over two and a half years. In 2018, we fed 80 families, 303 individuals. Jesus took what we had and multiplied it to feed hundreds. If you come to Seven Loaves East now, there are at least, that I can think of in my own brain, seven different churches represented. It's probably more than that. And I figured out it's at least seven different cities that are coming together to pull this off. When Jesus sees, limits, sees possibilities, we see limitations. We can either be held by those limitations or we can follow Jesus where Jesus is calling us and we can see things beyond our wildest imaginations. When we have compassion for those whom Jesus has compassion we will see the power of God. I want us to follow this pattern one more time 
I don't want to talk about another ministry at this church. We're going to talk about children. We're going to talk about children for two reasons. Ethan's here. Yay! Ethan is here. Ethan needs to know that Jesus loves him. He needs to know what's in the Bible. He needs to know that we love him. He needs to be able to ask questions. He needs to know that this is a warm, safe, loving place to come. But there's another reason we need to talk about children. It's that because all of us need children in this space. God put the wiggle and the squirm into the children. We need those voices. We need that joy because children worship naturally. If we watch how children worship, they can teach us something about worship. And we need that joy and we need those sounds and we need that laughter. We need children here. We need children here. So here's how the conversation goes. How are we going to have children? How are we going to minister to children? And almost every single person who was raised in the church, even those outside the church, will immediately think of weekly Sunday school, right? That's what we equate with children's ministry. Children's ministry equals weekly Sunday school. That's what we think of, is weekly Sunday school. Well, then we get in the problem of, and y'all have heard me say this, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? How do we do weekly Sunday school when either we don't have children or we don't have enough adults? How do we get to have children here when we don't have families? And it becomes the chicken and the egg problem, right? This time last year, this time a year ago, we said, well, wait a minute. Before you can have the egg or the chicken, you got to have the chicken coop. So we created the children's area in the back of the sanctuary, and we refurbed the children's classroom that's back here. The children's team and trustees made that happen. And Ethan likes the space. He's seen it, and he likes it, and we have blessed it. So then it becomes, now that we've got the coop, how are we going to get kids here? We didn't know the Torres, you knew the Torres family. We didn't. We hadn't met the Torres' family. They weren't here yet. So we went to, wait a minute, we have children coming here on a monthly basis with Seven Lobes East. We already have children coming here. How are we going to reach those children? We came up with two dinner and a movie nights this summer. The first one, no one came. The second one, eight children were here watching a movie and having dinner. Throw in that we had the back-to-school barbecue, and we were doing that as well. Which, by the way, the back-to-school barbecue intentionally has become more and more child-centric each year that I have been here. That's happened. Then right about the time, and I can't tell whether it's because Ethan and Jonathan came or because we were already in conversation. I've lost track of which came first. But we had the children's Christmas workshop back in December, which was fun which was a blast, wasn't it? That was a blast, wasn't it? A blast from the past? A blast from the past. We did that. As I was working on this sermon, it dawned on me. We didn't start children's ministry this year with the dinner and a movie night. We've been doing it because of Seven, because of seven Loves East and because of that back-to-school barbecue. Can I have an amen to that? Do y'all agree with me on that? This isn't new right? So we, see, we saw limitations. We have no kids. We had no kids at the time. 
And again, the whole small church problem, right, that we have. Jesus sees possibilities, right? Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh, you got a place, you got a building, and we have adults here who can be in ministry. What was Jesus calling us to do? Not weekly Sunday school, not right off the bat. What was he calling us to? He was telling us, just love them. Just love them. Just love on them. I want to tell you what's going to happen next Sunday. Next Sunday at 10 o'clock, Ethan is going to be in Sunday school in this room back here with Debbie Pikarski and Debbie Perry, the two Debbies. But you can't even call them Debbie P or Debbie something else because their both last names both start with P. But Ms. Pi and Ms. Perry are going to be leading Sunday school. We are going to start monthly Sunday school for the next four months. Monthly Sunday school. We're going to get to know Ethan. We're going to get to know what he knows. We're going to get to know what his needs are. And he's going to get to know us. He's going to get to know the two Debbies very well in just a few months. The goal is in the fall to go to Sunday school twice a month. Twice a month. For that to happen, I'm just going to tell you flat out what's going to happen in order for that to happen. We've got to have more than two people in the classroom. We're going to need more adults in order for us to do it twice a month. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to pray for Ethan. I'm going to ask you to pray for the two Debbies. I'm going to ask you to pray for yourself and for the other adults here. We're going to need helpers, a second adult in the room with them, to make that happen. Be in prayer. Be in prayer. It's God saying, hey, you can sit back there. You can answer a question that Ethan asked. You can play with Play-Doh. You can glue things. And you can clean up your own mess. You can do all of that (laughs) with Ethan in the back. Because here's the trick. You will be blessed beyond your wildest imaginations. Jesus has already taken what we had here. Jesus has already multiplied that for us to love the children. That's already happened. We can see our limitations and hold fast to those, or we can answer Jesus' call upon us and see things happen beyond our wildest imaginations. We are doing children's ministry before we have weekly Sunday school. That's beyond my imagination and my limitations and what I was thinking. When we have compassion for those whom Jesus has compassion for, we will see the power of God. I want to add to that. There's something else that's going to happen soon other than just weekly Sunday school. The two Debbies and I sat down this past week. We're going to have an Easter bash. We're going to have an Easter bash on Palm Sunday, okay? We're going to have brunch, biscuits, bagels. We're going to dye eggs. We're going to take palm leaves and pull them into, form them into little crosses that people can wear on Palm Sunday to worship. And if I can get this crowd to donate candy and fill some plastic eggs, 
we may just have an Easter egg hunt. Okay. You'll fill eggs. I'll fill. Here's the, uh huh. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about all of that. We're gonna be talking about all of that. Do what? You're gonna get some Easter eggs. Can I have one? Can I have one? Can I have one? I want to have one. Okay. And we're all gonna be a part of that. We are all going to be a part of that. When we have compassion for those whom Jesus has compassion, we will see the power of God. We can hold fast to our limitations or we can follow where Jesus is calling us and we can see things beyond our wildest imagination. Miracles happen here. If we define a miracle as that which is of God through the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of Jesus Christ, and that which is beyond human limitations or human expectations, if that's how we define a miracle, then we see miracles here. Seven Loaves East, children's ministry, youth ministry, it's happening here. What miracle is Jesus lining us up for next? What challenge is Jesus placing before us and he's saying, come follow? I say let's follow. Let's see where this is going to go. And may we see the power of God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.